when I went into audit or reviews, we test the controls or we understand the whole control process. And we realize like actually a lot of firms outside are still using Excel to track their spending, which is okay. But when it comes to a requirement for a review procedure or audit procedure, then that's a big problem because when you're using Excel, it's very prone to human errors. So the controller cannot rely on the control. So they probably have to spend more time on testing the procedures, which eventually will waste a lot of money overall. Or like a lot of the big thing is that you have to keep the uh, receipts for a lot of expenses. And we're using Excel. Sometimes we see the records, but we don't see like the receipts, which is a big problem for when it comes to audit. Eventually, Excel, it doesn't provide a three-way matching system where per clarify does. Like it has the purchase order, the packing slip, and the match to the invoice, which I think is very neat. And that's what we were looking for in audit, <laughs> essentially. Hi, I'm Danny, And I'm Nicole. Welcome to the Spend Culture Stories podcast, where we explore the connection between company spending and culture. Join us as we dive deep into understanding the people, processes, and tools that make up spend as a whole, or what we call spend culture. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Spend Culture Stories. This is Danny. I'm Tori. And this is Anna. Yeah, super excited to welcome one of our own today, Anna Sun. She's our, actually our new senior accountant at Procurify, so we're really excited to actually have her in the room, unlike some of our other guests. This is actually <laughs> a new format that we're trying out where we're having three of us in the same room, and we're just going to kind of riff off of each other. Um, so when I first met Anna, I thought she was really, really interesting contrast to a lot of our other guests on the podcast, just because she's very, very um, young and also she's very open. Not saying that some of the other guests aren't open, but I think it's just a different mentality on how different finance leaders think. So Anna, maybe you can really introduce yourself. I don't know if uh, I did a perfect job. No, that's <laughs> awesome, actually. <laughs> so my name is Anna. Right now I'm the senior accountant at Procurify. I used to work for... Coopers as a uh, senior accountant as well. Uh, I worked there two years actually, so I've seen a lot of different audits and reviews. Like now, like I decided to move to a startup. Could you tell us a little bit how you got into being an accountant in the first place? In the first place, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty funny actually. I went to school in SFU and during my second year, I wasn't good at anything else except accounting. So I decided, <laughs> okay, sure, let's do accounting and give it a try. And then once I got into the course, I was like, oh, this is actually pretty interesting because I love to get everything balanced. So I decided to do just do accounting and do CPA. And now I'm a CPA, actually. Congratulations. <laughs> That's awesome accomplishment. And I know it's super hard to get there. So how was that experience for you? It was painful. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. A lot of work. <laughs> but uh, afterwards, it's pretty rewarding because um, I have that certificate where I can actually go anywhere to work. And then I can travel all over the place because it's recognized internationally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long did it take for you to get your CPA? I always hear like horror stories of people like studying for like a month to prepare for it. It took me two years in total. Oh, wow. And then for the last module, we need to write our like cases. Like I think I almost got depression from that. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but like if I can do it, I think everybody 
Yeah. Well, you're here now. Yeah, I'm here now, so I'm pretty happy. I'm curious, is that kind of an expectation when you're working for a big four is to get your CPA and to go through that process? And, and do you kind of do it with a cohort of people when you're going through? Very good question. Yeah. Like when you work for a big four, everyone expects you to get that certification. And there are a lot of people in, like when you guys get hired together, there's probably like 10 people studying all together. So in PwC, we had around 70 people in one year to study CPA. Wow. In my team, there are only, I think, 10 people in total. When you're getting your CPA, um, why do all the people want to go into the big four? Obviously, it's like the prestige, but is there other reasons why too? I think it's more because you get to study with a group of people. And mm -hmm. then PwC actually provides a lot of support when you mm -hmm. go through the process. For example, they host like parties before the night the result comes in. Oh so, wow. yeah, so you don't have to like just keep awake all night to wait for the result. You <laughs> get drunk and then, you know, <laughs> and then check your mark the next day. After you find out that you passed the exam, they host this really great party afterwards to recognize that you went through all this hard process. Oh, wow, that actually yeah. sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Like after the pain. After the pain, yeah. But yeah. during the whole process, they do give you, like, external trainings. And then they give you, like, a lot of different resources for mm -hmm. you to study. So that was pretty helpful. Yeah. For you in particular, was there a reason that you wanted to go into Big Four? For me, it was just the support I want to get through mm -hmm. while I'm doing my CPA. Because I used to work at a smaller accounting firm cross-border and uh, over there I was the only one who's studying a CPA at the firm so it was quite lonely. <laughs> and is that kind of why you also ended up leaving the big four? Was it to get a different team environment? My interest is always technology. Technology is the future so I wanted to go to a startup where I, I can be involved within the operations not just counting money the accounting side of it but truly involved with the business and use my accounting background to help the business to grow so eventually I picked to verify because I do believe in our product and then I think it's very very powerful for the uh, new accounting world. Why do you think technology is the future because I know a lot of accountants um they're kind of still stuck in this mentality where spreadsheets will essentially save everything that we're doing. Spreadsheets is all we need. Um, it's funny because I was actually talking to a guy and he was saying he registered for an advanced Excel, advanced Excel program where he's like, oh, I need to brush up on my Excel skills. because I feel like these new accountants, they're going to one up us in Excel. And I asked him, hey, like, why are you still using Excel as your main software? Or even if it counts as software, like, why are you not using other tools? And he's like, well, Excel's never going to die. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely right. Because like when I went into audit or reviews, we test the controls or we understand the whole control process. And we realized like actually a lot of firms outside are still using Excel to track their spending, which is Okay, but when it comes to a requirement for a review procedure or audit procedure, then that's a big problem because when you're using Excel, it's very prone to human errors. So the controller cannot rely on the control. So they probably have to spend more time on testing the procedures, which eventually will waste a lot of money overall. 
Or like a lot of the big thing is that you have to keep the uh, receipts for a lot of expenses. And uh, like for using Excel, sometimes we see the records, but we don't see like the receipts, which, are, which is a big problem for when it comes to audit. Eventually, Excel, it doesn't provide a three-way matching system where per clarify that, like it has the purchase order, the packing slip, and then match to the invoice, which I think is very neat. And that's what we were looking for in audit, <laughs> essentially. So you mentioned like missing receipts is like a big thing for audits. Right. Um, what are some other like red flags or I guess bad practices that you've seen when it comes to expenses and audits? Basically, it's like... And the receipts a big one. The reconciliation. Sometimes we see that oh, the number doesn't reconcile, and then like the controller cannot find what the problems are because they were like, oh, this is history. Like we don't have records of every anything, and then we were just like, oh, then what should we do now? Because there's a big gap in between. Like we probably have to adjust the sample size, a real select samples, and then overall, like you probably create a lot of problems, and. Uh, like I said, in the end, they probably have to pay a higher fee because there's a lot of human work involved in. I guess like they don't really understand um, what are the true costs until they uh, stick to a process for so long and then realize it's no longer scalable. Right. Another big thing I find is the budget area. So what happened is I worked at a startup company when I was in doing my co-op. And then what happened is the controller was using this huge spreadsheet to track the actual expenses versus budget for every single month. That was a lot of work to update this huge spreadsheet for every single account. And obviously, a lot of human error can go into it. Because I have to import a number and then the controller has to check the number. So that's a lot of time wasted there. But for Preparify, I think it's awesome because it has this real-time budget function where you can put in your budget. And then once when you input the number in, you can see exactly how much you have budget for this specific account, which I think is very, very neat. So you can track your spending like in on real time instead of updating all this Excel. <laughs> it's really awesome hearing it from someone who's like new to the company, but also as like an accountant that's seen this process in some other companies. Sometimes when we're inside the company, we don't really know um, what other people might think. What are some of the best features that you would enjoy? So that's really great to hear from your perspective. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think from your perspective as an accountant, and a lot of the times we're working with a lot of other accountants and me and Danny talk about a lot of the time where this finance function is sometimes seen as a back office function, whereas we're really trying to like highlight that it's not. Right. Um, so yeah, so your opinion is super interesting. <laughs> also because as Danny introduced you, being someone who's younger and isn't maybe someone who thinks Excel is, you know, the king of everything. <laughs> <laughs> How do you kind of see your role or these controllers that you've seen along the way as well, um, changing their processes? Um, for me, um, a lot of my friends are actually senior accountants and then they're eventually will move to become the controller of the company. And a lot of them told me, oh, they don't want to rely on Excel anymore because it really doesn't really work. <laughs> doesn't track every single thing. They're very open to trying new different software. For example, even PricewaterhouseCoopers has this marketing strategy where 
um, if they do the bookkeepings for firms, then they give us special packages when you do when you sign out a new technology, for example, zero or payment revolution. And uh, so, for a lot of accountants right now out there, they will ask the uh, auditors or reviewers' opinion on what kind of softwares are there out there, so that they can use to reduce their um, processes in general. So tech obviously is making its way a little bit more and more into perhaps a role that's sometimes seen as a traditional role because the accountant has, you know, has a very clear goal of what they need to do. And auditors, for example, have a very clear mission of what they need to do. So it's interesting to hear that um, those would be the people you'd go to, to, to say, which ones should I look at or which new software or tech out there should I be checking out? Is there somewhere that you guys or when you were at PwC that you would rely on for recommendations? For PwC, we do have this team. I think it was like they focus on technology. Mm-hmm. And then we usually go to them saying, oh, like, are there any new technologies that we can recommend to our clients? Or just based on like our personal like personal experience, mm-hmm. then we would uh, suggest to the controller saying, "Oh, this will be a great example." So, for example, this client they were still using Excel to track all their expenses, like overall bookkeeping process, and we're like, "Oh, we recommend Zero or like QuickBooks or simply accounting, so that it will actually help to reduce the manual process time." Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome to know, too. I mean, I think you are definitely in the position of knowing about multiple different ones as well. So I'm curious on, besides using software, what other internal controls or things have you seen that makes, um, I guess, month end or reconciliation or things like that easier? And do you think that the time, because it's hard to calculate time on how much time something is and how much money you're saving based on how much time you're saving. Right. So how do you feel about that? And do you think that it's, you're able to calculate that in a way? For the time thing, you can actually calculate it just based on comparison with one month to another month. Mm -hmm. For example, you can track like for, for example, for Preparify, we set a goal for 15 days, we need to close the month. So next month, if we can do it within 14 days, then that means there's an improvement. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Before so, and after. Yeah, yes. before and after. So I think that's one of the ways we can track time. It was more just about exactly what you just said, like saving time and being able to communicate that to other people because you've seen a lot of the different ways. And then the other question was about internal controls. Right. So not just necessarily software, but processes that you think work well. Right. So for spending, the big thing, I think, is to keep your receipts. Save your receipts. <laughs> that's definitely, like, something um, the auditors are looking for, and that's usually, like, waste a lot. Like, auditors waste a lot, spend a lot of time on, because at year-end, we do look for receipts. Even though it's $2, we still check it. And another thing will be, when you're spending something, it's best to describe what are the expenses for. Because sometimes, like when we're trying to record the expenses, we're not sure, like, what are you, like, what is, it just comes with a receipt saying $2.50 with a, probably with a vendor. But sometimes it could be just your own meal, or it could be a business meal, or it could be part of a marketing expense. We don't know, right? So it would be best to write down something like provided thorough notes on the expense. 
That's really interesting too, because just as we were talking about Excel and human error and um, potentially something that's a little bit outdated, I feel like email is also one where if you're requesting something or trying to get approval or trying to explain what an expense was for, sometimes it just goes through an email and then there's the abyss of email. Right. So, right. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, so I can see your point. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm actually scared to ask this question, but I'm honestly curious because I've never been in a company that's had this. But anyways, if you didn't have a software like Procurify, how would you get people to, I guess, keep their receipts and how do you store those because receipts are like small little things i feel like you'll need like a giant filing bin or something how does that look like through my experience a lot of them will print out a expensive report and attach those receipts staple <laughs> yes staple oh, no. to the expenses report and you can think, imagine, like, and then they will have a filing system for every person, and then you will have the expenses in every file. So it's become like a huge, oh <laughs> yeah, paper filing, like, huge drawer of papers is in there. And then year end, when the auditors come in, they have to go through those oh files God. just to like find that $2. <laughs> and sometimes you don't find it. Well, you can imagine, too, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it all, but for me, it's just keeping a receipt in the first place is a win. Then yeah. being able, what if you put that file, that expense report full of those receipts in the file, but then you lost it. Then that whole expense <laughs> report is just gone. Yeah, exactly. Paper goes missing yeah. all the time. It's like socks in the laundry. Yeah. They just, they, they disappear. Happen, they happen to one of like our old clients where they had a fire. So their whole oh file time was covered. Oh my yeah, God. So there, there are no records. That's like the worst that can happen, you know? Horror stories. Yeah. yeah. That's like something that could be on the news. If there was like a news for accountants, it's like, my client's company burned down. There's no records. What do I do? SOS hotline. You yeah, know, exactly. call in for somebody. That makes me think of our spend culture chats, Instagram, new page where we have memes <laughs> that are like that. That yeah. should be our next. Totally. It's like when your uh, filing cabinet burns down and you have no records. And it's, you know, that one of Elmo walking through the fire? Oh yes. yes. <laughs> or the one, I think it's a dog where he's sitting in the fire saying, this is fine. Yes. <laughs> you no, that. no. Accountants are crying inside. <laughs> if anyone in the audience wants to see what we're talking about, go to at spend culture on instagram so we post uh, memes on instagram every day on accounting finance and really we just kind of make fun of corporate finance in a way that's kind of light but fun so if you guys want to check that out also to to kind of change gears a tiny bit here i'd love to know more about just your goals and since we were talking about you know the new cfo of the future and that kind of thing where do you see your career going that sounds like a very good interview question. <laughs> so um, for me, technology firms are definitely my expertise. And then I wanted to become a controller in the next two years and eventually become a CFO of a tech company. That's my goal. <laughs> That's awesome. That's like, I think that kind of um, gives us also confidence for when we talk to other people where they're kind of like you too, in the sense that they don't think that accounting is the end all. Really, it's like, how can you understand people in a company? How do you understand what are some of the gaps when it comes to 
the way that companies are tracking their finances, where they're spending, and then how do you use technology to really like power up yourself as a finance professional and the company in general? Right. That's absolutely right. I don't want to be the traditional accountant where like I just sit behind a desk and calculate numbers or chart receipts using Excel. Yeah. <laughs> I want to use technology so I know that I can use the rest of my time to know other people and then ex- help the company grow. Eventually. Yeah. That's my goal. Once you're in the public practice for a while, because of the long hours and stressfulness, you basically don't want to talk to any other people. <laughs> All you want to do is just go home, on my personal opinion. <laughs> but here at the Purify, like, we could uh, bring our own dogs or cats, and then people like play video games or play ping pong. It's just so awesome. <laughs> yeah, I adopted a cat a few months ago, and I've been debating bringing him into the office. You but he's a big, fat, grumpy old man cat. So <laughs> I don't know how well he would do here, but I think it would be funny. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, if we can bring dogs to the office, why not cats, right? <laughs> kind of yeah. acts like a dog, so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That counts. An honorary member. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So I guess like with the big four, um, a lot of the millennial, I, I don't like this term because I feel like it gets so much bad press, but like millennial accountants, they're kind of moving away from it for the same reasons as you are, where they want to be part of something bigger. Like they want to be part of like a bigger vision. They want something that's more fun. Mm -hmm. How do you think, I guess, big four can attract and retain more millennial accountants to kind of stay with them rather than leaving and going for another company? Even that we say that a lot of people are trying to leave big four, but surprisingly, there are a lot of people still want to join big four for the experience and for the title because big four does provide I guess, fundamental training as an accountant mm-hmm. and that other company recognizes it. So once you know, they know you graduated from big four, then they know that you have the fundamental training in place to do all the uh, like overall planning stuff. I guess that's just their strategy. <laughs> yeah, I actually think I could be wrong too, but my perception of it is that the big four and a tech company are actually pretty similar in like the social aspect because it is important to the culture of if you're working that hard and that long hours that they also provide a place in the office where you could all come together and have a, a beverage or a pizza party or something. Is that still the case? Is that still how it kind of is? Yeah, that's true. Like we actually do have a lot of parties. <laughs> so um, so PwC used to have this awesome Christmas party at the Commodore where they hire like live band and oh, wow. yeah and like they provide really good food and unlimited wine for all the accountants to party. And then we This have, sounds dangerous. Yeah, yeah. very dangerous <laughs> but fun. <laughs> it's open bar, that's yeah. when you know it's shit goes down. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Actually another good thing why people pick big four is because of the clients that they face and the connection that they get. For myself, I worked in tech farming industry, real estate, retail, like golf courses, anything you can imagine, like I probably worked on. I've seen their books. And I have known people from in different industries, like down to their like accounts payable people to like CFO to their sales manager, like everyone in the firm. So that's probably one of the good experience I got. How do you think you can influence other people to also encourage them to think the way that you are thinking? I guess when you join another company, let's say after Procurify, and most of the finance people there are a little bit more 
quote unquote old fashioned? How can you get them out of their shell and think, oh, there might be a better way to do this? So for accountants, the way we think is that if we can reduce time and cut money, then we will try it. <laughs> so I think the best way is to show them an example saying that, hey, if I use this software, monthly prescription fee is this much, but overall we can save the audit fee by this, this much, and then we can reduce the time by this, this much, then they will probably look most likely to give it a try because they don't like non-facts <laughs> they like numbers <laughs> so um i think this is the best way to persuade them to try something new yeah. yeah i feel like that's something that we kind of lack in our materials it's the numeric part i think we do a lot of storytelling but like with the case studies if we were able to put a little bit more um before and after data that would really help yeah the great thing about now is that there's so much data mm-hmm. that we're sitting on a lot of it so we <laughs> just need to Uh, be able to communicate with finance and accountant teams in that way. So that's really smart. We should do that. Let's report back, Danny. (laughs) Something we'll do more. Yeah. (laughs) I guess like because we're trying to cultivate this community of people like you where, um, you know, it's the finance leaders of tomorrow and also people that are thinking um, more innovatively when it comes to accounting and finance. What do you think are some of the messages that we should be bringing into this community for topics and themes? Definitely, like a lot of people out there, like myself and my friends, they all want to be a bigger community. So I think hosting events and grabbing them all together and then sharing this idea will be a great way. Like, it will be awesome. And um I know myself a lot of friends that they're actually current senior accountants for other companies. So they just don't know our product that well. Mm-hmm. So if we can somehow go into the accounting firm and promote our product, then they will have a better knowledge of what we do. And then eventually they will know, oh, I can utilize this product. So it saves me a lot of time on this. Then I can focus on working on other bigger projects. Yeah, I think that will definitely be something we need to start looking at because I think that's a lost opportunity where um, I guess it's also perception from, I guess, my end and I'm sure some other people too, where it's like, oh, Big Four only serves public practice, right? Right, right. Yeah. You guys work with startups too and um, growing companies just a like lot. us. Actually, yeah. A lot. We had a number, I think it was around 80%, maybe, Vancouver, business in Vancouver are small businesses. Yeah, so which there are a lot of opportunities out there. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Is there anything that you, this also might sound like a little bit of an interview question, but I know a lot of our listeners are just coming into their roles or starting their careers. So is there any advice you would tell yourself? Like if you could go back and tell yourself anything, what would it be about starting off? The number one thing I would suggest people is to ask a lot of questions. For myself, like I'm a little bit scared of asking questions when I first started off in the career because I'm not asking those questions. I probably missed a lot of opportunities on the way. So like for now, I'm trying to change that aspect. When there's something that I don't understand, I always ask. And Procurify is awesome because it has this culture where it allows people to just like ask stupid questions all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then people are just so nice for you to like, oh, they were like, oh, try their best to solve the questions. 
Another one will be study hard because exams are pretty hard. But don't give up because in the process, you definitely wanna be like, oh, why am I an accountant? Like, there's so much more exciting jobs out there. Why do I do this? <laughs> but it definitely pays back because it builds the fundamental that you need for every single businesses. That's awesome. I feel like that advice translates into a lot of other industries too. Right. Asking a lot of questions and don't give up. You should be a speaker at our next event. Motivational. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I preemptively signed you up already. <laughs> I love it. You know, like I wanted to be a uh, mentor, like CPA mentor. Oh, oh that's what? awesome. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, like it down the way, like, you know. So like I want to encourage people to be a CPA and don't, you know, don't give up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great message. I think. A lot of people, they go into this and they're like, oh, it's hard for me to keep on going, you know, with all these long hours. Right. When will I get my CPA? <laughs> right. yeah. Is it really worth it? That's yeah. the question I get a lot. Yeah. That's true, though, that it translates across internationally and right. it's recognized. So yeah. I agree. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Don't give up. <laughs> We're going to take uh, one last question, I guess, from Tim Ferriss's playbook. He normally asks this at the very end of the podcast where it's, if you had a billboard, what would it say? Oh Whoa, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, I'll say Anna rocks. <laughs> yes. No shame. No shame at all. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> you should be. I think it's like we don't give ourselves sometimes enough credit right? for the accomplishments that we've been through and like the learnings that we built. So right. why not? Right. Yeah. And finance teams need that more. So right? that's a good mentality. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to like reshape our finance team, right? We definitely need that. Because <laughs> we're going through something that a lot of our customers are going through because it's like, now we have to get audited, so we got to get stuff together. Right, for sure. <laughs> Good thing we have a product that helps. Yeah. <laughs> please keep your receipts, okay? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that could be my billboard message. Anna rocks, please keep your receipts. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Maybe we'll name the title of this podcast. Please keep your receipts. Here's why. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Anna. I hope you had a lot of fun sitting down with us. Yeah, it's super fun. I wish I can do this again. Yeah, we should. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks so much, Anna. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in on another episode of Spend Culture Stories. If you like this series, please support us by leaving us a positive review on iTunes or Stitcher. And be sure to subscribe so you can get notified of the newest episodes. We try to post every episode every Wednesday. This podcast is sponsored by Procurify, a software solution that is reinventing the way organizations spend. Procurify allows an accessible and convenient way to request for purchases, get approval from your manager, while allowing your finance team to get the visibility and control you need on every purchase. Learn more about Procurify at www.procurify.com.